Hi there, friends, and welcome to a brand new Bumstar Coast to Coast Podcast Network podcast. <laughs> it's uh for now. It's called Nostalgia Sucks Rocks. So it sucks rocks um, with an X. Yeah, sucks rocks. <laughs> so um, what we want to do is kind of go back and take a look at things that we cherished when we were younger. And does it hold up to the test of time, or do you have to put on those road-tinted glasses yeah. to still see the, the shine and luster that we attached to it when we were younger? Right. What we thought was great at, you know, between 12 and 18, is it still right. great now? You know, and how much yeah. of it is so, the, the nostalgia factor, or is it really just damn good stuff? It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be an interesting yeah. journey because... Just looking at the list of episodes, um, I got to like look into Tom's head and see what he considers, <laughs> I don't know, valuable from his youth and things yeah. that he thinks are going to hold up. Um, we we probably will not agree every single episode, obviously, but right. it, it's yeah. interesting to take a look at that. It's not so much stuff that, uh, you know, at least uh, my contribution to the list, it's it's not necessarily things that I think will hold up. It's stuff that I'm actually, cons- I wonder if they do. Like this oh, is, maybe. you know, a show, a show or an album that I held near and dear to my heart or, you know, that man is really, I remember walking out of the theater and just like my life was changed, you mm-hmm. know, at, you know, 14, 16 years old. Um, right. You know, you look back on these these bits of, of entertainment and, and at the time you walked away with, you know, a wow, or that's changed me or, you know, it had an impact of some sort. 40 years later, does it still hold, you know, what, right. are we going to have, God, what was I thinking? That's garbage. Oh yeah. Or, and, or and, wow, um, that still holds. Yeah. And there are plenty of those we can get into. Um, our age group, like early fifties are now apparently like primary consumers. So our entire youth is being pushed through advertising. It's being redone as TV shows and movies and, you know, everybody's covering the songs. So we're bombarded with our past and to compound the fact that yes, we're, we're consumers, we're also coming off the tail end of a pandemic and everybody mm-hmm. wanted to, to clutch that warm blanket of safety that your past gives you, you know, things mm-hmm. are safe back then. Things were easy back then, at least as you perceived them, you know, why yeah. would I want to watch CNN when I can spend the entire afternoon watching growing pains or something like that, you know, that, mm-hmm that that feels comfortable to me you know or different yeah. strokes or something it's like that so familiar it's comfortable it's yeah, exactly it's, it's it's warm it's home right and and it's also communal you know you can yeah. talk to anybody in our age group and say like silver spoons and they'll know exactly what you mean and mm-hmm. everybody saw every episode so i'm kind of interested to see what what you and I consider still quote unquote good. Um, I personally, I consider myself to be somewhat above a heavy portion of the nostalgia. I think it's because I don't, I don't cherish the past the way a lot of people in our age group do. I look at, Mm -hmm. I guess I'm more cynical 
I look at things and okay, for example, like um, they just redid Red Dawn a few years ago. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm not going to put that on our list. We're not going to have to watch that movie again. So I love the original. Uh, uh, at, at that time, I did too. But here's the thing: like a lot of people in our age group, they're like, "Fuck yeah!" You know, Red Dawn. Mm-hmm. That's that's part of my past. They're remaking Wolverines. Yeah. yeah. So I saw it like, what a fucking cash grab. You know, this movie was good, A, because the fact that the Russians could kind of sneak in at the time, that show was real. That was terrifying Mm -hmm. back then because it was the middle of the Cold War. Yeah. So there's that. And it it was also the first PG-13 movie. It came out the same weekend as The Woman in Red. They were both rated PG-13. So there is this like, ooh, you know, I ooh. wonder why they got that rating kind of thing. I thought Beastmaster was one of the first PG-13s. I. Uh, because you saw Tanya Roberts' boobs. You know what? It's bothering me now like, that you say that. <laughs> yeah, Not about the boobs. Out. That was fucking oh. amazing back then. Uh, let's right? see. It was a wonderful time to be alive. Um. Wow, they made a TV series out of that in 1999, too. No, it was rated PG. Was it? Oh. Yeah. Woman in Red got the PG-13 because of that one flash of pubic hair. Like in the little Marilyn Monroe vent scene. Yeah. Her dress flies up. But anyways, enough about Hmm. pubic hair. Um, So Tom and I built a spreadsheet of things that we felt nostalgia for. I threw in a random number generator. And we're going to see where we land every month. And this first one, <laughs> we'll probably get sued into the Stone Age for this, but it's Taxi. <laughs> Doesn't that just soothe your soul? It did the first, like, four episodes. <laughs> God, this is a long song. <laughs> yes, and back then there was no skipping, there was no fast forwarding. You sat through Angela, the theme from Taxi, <laughs> yep. through its entirety every week. Yeah. So Tom put Taxi on the list. Um, for those of you not familiar, it was an ABC sitcom that started in 1978, ran four years on ABC got canceled and then NBC picked it up for its fifth season in 1983. Um, well, Tom, just why did you put this on your list? Let's start. Um, you and, when you and I were first sort of concocting the idea for this podcast, uh, for some reason, taxi was like the first thing that popped into my head. And I, I'm not totally sure why um, it, it, it's kind of an odd one. Cause I, I remember watching the show. I have very vivid memories of watching Taxi and being like, you know, trying to make that appointment uh, okay. to get to see the show. And I, I don't know why. I think part of it was it was a sitcom, but it wasn't necessarily like for the family. You know, we didn't have that precocious neighbor kid for comic okay. relief. You know, it was these were adults, they were working class adults just grinding through. Trying to get by. Um, so it wasn't family oriented. It was like, you know, workplace oriented. 
Yeah, okay, it was now, a, definitely a workplace you, comedy, but it was unlike, like, not like Newhart, you know, where, you know, it was a, right. they, they went to the workplace, there was work related. Um, yeah, Newhart New was still in the home, you just happened to visit yeah. work too. Now, is this something yeah. you watched as a family, or did you watch it by yourself, or do you remember? I predominantly watched it by myself. Okay, and the same. Yeah. Um, I, I do, like you said, I, I have vivid recollections of seeing this as preteen, you know, mm-hmm. um, easily the last, especially the last couple seasons, you know, I, I would have been what, yeah. like 12 or 13 and, uh, you know, they had such over the top characters that those, you know, Reverend Jim stuck yes. out, Laka stuck oh, yeah. out. And those are the 20, I think those were the two that I would watch for. Yes, because as a you know as a as a as a queen, you know uh, they were funny. They were silly. Oh yeah, and you know they were just the totally outlandish. Whereas everybody else was crazy in their own way. But those those right. two were the ones that were like just completely out of this world. Yep, absolutely. Um, and, and that kind of you know, to a youth made them endearing. Yes. Um, and and again, that was 100% the appeal to me when I was younger. I, I loved Jim. I, I loved Latka. Um, to a certain extent, Louis also was sort of in the, yeah. that loud, disruptive. Because he was um, just so abrasive, you know, yes, beyond. So over the you know, top. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah. else, they had their lines like blah, blah, blah. Get to Jim. Mm-hmm. That's all I cared about. You know, move, right? the, move it to Mario's. Show that <laughs> bar and, and just have Jim doing something crazy. That's all I yeah. wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. So for and um, for those that aren't yeah. familiar with the show, just listen to this cast, okay? You had Judd Hirsch. You had Jeff Conway for a little bit. You had Mary Lou Henner, mm-hmm. Tony Danza, Christopher Lloyd, Danny DeVito, Andy Kaufman, and then later in the show, you also had Carol Kane. That yeah. is fucking stellar. Gold. That's I mean, a cast, just you know, and amazing, an amazing cast. cast. Yeah, it, um, it's so cool to watch. You know, a younger Christopher Lloyd working too. He he's just so oh, captivating. Yeah. You can't help but like watch, even if he doesn't have a line. I'm focused on like, what's this crazy bastard going to do next? Because yeah, I mean, he'd be in the background, and you're like, what yeah. the hell is he doing? Oh my god! Like he was totally <laughs> in character. Like this is what Jim would be doing. If he's right. not being talked at, he's, you know, over there, like, watching something fly around that nobody else can see. You know, he's just <laughs> out there doing something. You know, it's like, he's awesome. Um, I, I I don't know. For this show, like, the first three seasons, like, I had a hard time, like, because the idea was, you know, we're going to, like, just pick random shows throughout the seasons and, and jump around uh, right. and see what was what. I had a real hard time, like, okay, we know I got to stop and jump forward or I got to, I got to go to the next season, like season one, two, and three. I was like, next, next. (laughs) Okay. Well, that brings up a point between. So yes, part of the point of this podcast is we go in as early 50 year olds and rewatch these, these things and listen to these albums and see if they hold up. So our idea was, especially for TV shows, since, you know, none of us want to do 144 hours of homework for, for a podcast that <laughs> people listen to. We thought we'll, we'll just randomly pick episodes. So my question to you, I guess, is have you watched Taxi between 
now as we research this show and when it was on in the early 80s? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Like beyond, yeah, because it was still in syndication in the eighties. I remember, I remember when it when it got canceled in eighty two, and then it went into syndication. I think it ended up in like that four o'clock after school block at, at one point oh, right. in time on something. Um, yep. Like they ran out of Gilligan's Island and they put Taxi in. Um, <laughs> so I may have caught a few episodes then, but that was still the eighties, um, right? But yeah, for the most part, no, I I don't think I've seen an episode of, of Taxi since since the eighties. Okay, um, so you had f- and I, a forty year break between watching them, oh, and, yeah. and you're saying like you're just completely hooked all over again watching it. I, dude, I got to tell you, I, more than I, I enjoyed it more now than I did then. Yeah. Um, okay. I think because you're older, I picked up on a lot more of the humor, you know, you know, just schlepping, just trying to work, you know, get the job done, right? Make the ends meet, just get through the day, um, putting up with assholes, just you know, the the grind of just right adult of a you know being an adult resonated a lot more with me now, obviously, than it did when <laughs> I was twelve. Right, um, but you know that workplace humor, that that the grind yep. humor was 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 so well done. Um, and I think it, honestly, it was just brilliantly written. A lot of the jokes, it still holds up. I think it totally yes. holds up. Um, yep. It's it's still funny. I watched the majority of this by myself again, and had some several laugh out loud moments. Same, um, and just you know, it was it was great. Um, Again, that was really the first three seasons. Uh, that was it was just on fire. It's season four and five. It got a little heavy, right? It did. Yeah. Um, um, there was more, I guess, depth to the topics that they yeah. were covering. Um, yeah. And and plus, at some point, you really get the feeling that Andy Kaufman was just sick of being constrained by a sitcom. You know. Yeah. And just well, shoot, I was reading go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say he at some point it just it's it felt like he was checked out. You know, it, it didn't have yeah. that that same energy that the first couple seasons had like you said. Right. And then, well shoot, Kaufman was a, a whole different breed of of crazy to begin with. Mhm. Um, so yeah, and then I mean as you know, from the seventies into the eighties, he just went all in on, right. on the lunacy that was being Andy Kaufman. So, yeah, and I think that that impacted his his performance and his desire and his motivation to be on a, on a sitcom. Right. Um, and I'll agree with you. When I started watching this, um, and, and again, I I don't think I've, I've seen it between when I watched it as a kid and now, you know, maybe an episode on TBS here and there, but I, I was drawn in, you know, at, at first I was sort of turned off by the, the cadence of it. It sounds like every other sitcom from that period, that, that mm-hmm. 
call and response type of comedy that that da 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 and the the canned laughter and all of that just sort of grated on me but then after a few minutes just the quality of their writing the the um the level of of acting that you had in that and just you got a real feel for the camaraderie of the cast too. So yes, uh, going in, I was turned off just by the format, but Mm -hmm. those ingredients just completely overcame those limitations. And it was endearing to me all over again. And like you said, for different reasons, you know, um, I didn't need the craziness. I was Mm -hmm. more interested now in the stories. And what was fun is at least in the episodes that I randomly picked, these people never won. You know, it's you know, no. like half the plots no. were about, oh, here's a golden opportunity for you to fix some facet of your life, and it just falls apart. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And they're back it's at fantastic. the garage. Yes. Head back, hanging low. Just, all right. Yep. You know, and then. Everybody works hard. Nobody wins. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah, you look at it, you know, it. it's really just sad. But. Yeah. They showed up every day, and that's what you do. Um, oh yeah, and as humans are, are, are you know, as humans should do, you find the humor wherever it is, no matter how right. encrusted and crap you know it may be. You find there's always something right. to laugh at. There's always yep something. And to, to I love the fact that back. Alex Alex Rieger, you know Judd Hirsch's character was the only one that seemed to be an actual cab driver. Everybody else was yeah. doing it until their break. You know, like exactly. uh, Tony, Tony Danza wasn't a cab driver. He was just doing this until his boxing career took off or Jeff mm-hmm. Conway wasn't a cab driver. He's just doing this until his acting career takes off. You know, everybody's yep. just there to, to pull a paycheck until their big break. Yep. But he it, ha- yeah. he was just he was done. He was I'm a cab driver. That's I'm all a cab I driver. am. Because <laughs> 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 I think they went into that when episode one, when Marilyn Hitter shows up. Oh yeah, and, yeah, like, they're definitely. Making, they're yeah. making the they're making the introductions, and yeah, and, you know, Tony's like, yeah, I'm doing this till I you know get, I make my break in boxing, and Bobby, yeah, until I make an actor. And Alex is like, yeah, I'm a cab driver. I do this right? until I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so um I, I did and I'm gonna use the word research lightly. Basically, I just looked up on IBM and or IMDB and Wikipedia mm-hmm. just to refresh myself with the information. But um so for a show that ran for five years, right? 31 Emmy nominations, 18 yeah. wins, they had 25 Golden Globe nominations, four wins, and it's been in syndication since the the end of the show. So right. this entire time, somebody's been carrying it that entire time. And yeah. with that limited of run, they were nominated. That's what, 56 nominations in five years. It's amazing. And that, mm-hmm. that just says a ton about the, the cast, the writing, all of it. Just it's an inc- it was an incredible show at the time. Yeah. In, you know, I don't think it broke any new ground by any means. It was just, it was solid. It was good at what it was supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't, 
Yeah, it didn't break anything. Any, any, you know, there wasn't the first interracial kiss. There wasn't the first gay character. There was none of of that. It just was a solid ensemble sitcom, right? And if you, you know, think, think about it, like <laughs> outside of the the Mario's scenes, you know that it was basically a stage. You know, the, yeah. the cameras didn't move all that much. It was focused on, you know, Louie in the cage, a table, <laughs> and a payphone. And that's it, yeah. you know? <laughs> every once yeah. in a while, they'd pop into somebody's apartment every few episodes. But other than that, it was just that workplace, the interaction yeah. of all of these people that are basically down on their luck. And it it was solid. So I, I was sort of did, excited uh, when you picked this because, again... Uh, I personally, I don't think it had a lasting effect on me, but the second I saw it on that spreadsheet, I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. I remember, I remember specifically watching that show yeah. and laughing. And, and that's something, like I said before, you know, good. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's like I said, you know, it, it, I, you know, I, I didn't, it didn't have a lasting impact or anything on me, but it was just one of those shows that was there. It, right. It was just part of the fabric. And it's like, well, yeah, you, you can't talk about that time in my life as far as entertainment goes and not have Taxi. Okay. You know, um, were you a regular watcher? Or was it something that you caught when you could catch it? Or did you make the commitment to sit down every week and watch that? Uh, kind of a little bit of both. I think that it just was on at a time when dinner was over and, and mom was doing something and I could just, that was what was on uh, right? Okay. initially. And then I think as time went on, it was like, Oh shoot. Yeah. It's Thursday. Taxi's on. Right. Um, yeah. And then it was on before yeah. cheers too, I think. So it was, uh, Oh, okay. And that was on what's cheers too. Yeah. Okay. What so interesting had- thing. That I'm kind of, I, I, I call it Wikipedia. Um, the showrunner and the writers for seasons one, two, and three left season four to go create Cheers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that so, could also be the disconnect that you noticed. Yeah. You know, that job was the three to season four. An abrupt change. And I lost their names. Charles. The Charles brothers and the other guy. Yeah, it was... Uh, Jim Burroughs. Sorry. No, no. I, I loved, you know, 50-something me watching Carol Kane and Andy Kaufman interact. Oh, yeah. It was It was genius. Just so and, good. And you just watching them, you could tell at least half of that was completely improv, too. Oh, it's just yeah. them feeding off of each other's weirdness. Yep. Yeah. And that's that solidified Carol Kane. Like after her after seeing her as Simka, like I would seek out things that she was in. Like if I heard that Carol Kane was gonna be on something or in something, I'd be like, all right, yeah, I'm watching that. Because yep. Carol Kane is, is <laughs> it was just a brilliant, you know, just brilliant. Uh, oh yeah, just Absolutely. so strange and hilarious. Yep. Um, 
uh, my big takeaway from this, as far as the the performers, was Danny DeVito. I for, I had forgotten how just wonderful he is, and yes. that seeing him as as, as Louis, you just you see like the foundation for so many other characters that, that All right. he made he made great. And the same thing with Christopher Lloyd. I mean, I'm seeing Doc Brown and I'm seeing uh oh shit, the Klingon he played and Wrath <laughs> 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 of Khan. <laughs> like I'm seeing all these other characters that was that was Christopher Lloyd and it's like right. man. You know, it it was just cool to see. It's like this is like the beginning of of a lot of these guys. Um, obviously, Hirsch had, had had some some notoriety uh, prior to right. this, but for the most part, you know, Conway had done Grease. Uh, this is the first acting gig for Tony Danza. They just actually discovered him at a at a uh, a gym. Boxing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he was an actual <laughs> boxer, and they went there looking, you know, to, to cast an Irish guy. To be the wow. boxer and ended up seeing Tony Danza and talking to him. They're like, okay, rewrite. <laughs> right. They, they, yeah. They wanted him. <laughs> so um, um, one of the things that I, I read, I think it was on IMDb at some point about Conway leaving was yeah. that, uh, you know, he, he wasn't there. And so they, they rewrote his lines and spread it out amongst the cast and right. realized that they got better laughs doing his lines, so they just kind of eliminated the character. <laughs> yeah. So I, I yeah. guess, you know, to, to if you have to lose Jeff Conway to get Carol Kane, by God, yes. That, that's oh, yeah. a solid purchase right that's there. A, that's, a, that's an easy trade right there. Hell yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, Rhea Perlman. Yes, who yes. Is at, who played Louis's girlfriend. Yep, they were actually married already. Danny right. DeVito yeah. and Rhea Perlman were, were married. Um, and what else? The little old lady that came in to play uh, Louis's mother was actually his mother. <laughs> it was actually Danny DeVito's mom, who had never right. acted before or anything. But like, oh, she's just perfect. <laughs> we need to have That's her in hilarious. as to play the mom. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then funny enough, you know, Rio Perlman goes with the Burroughs, uh, you know, Burroughs and right. the Charleses to go t- to Cheers afterwards. To Cheers, yeah, yeah. Um, one funny thing that I that I read that it, it seemed completely Tony Danza in, in in reading it was that he's actually driving the cab in the opening credits. Yeah, I, remember, I read that too. <laughs> and so I, you know, I'm flipping yeah. through all these facts. I'm like, ah, yeah, I can see that, <laughs> right? You know, some some directors like shit. We need some some footage of a car going over a bridge. Hey, grab that guy over there. Tell him to get in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any scenes today? All right, get in the car. You're right. We're going to the, <laughs> we're going to 59th Street. <laughs> um. The other thing I read because in, in the same probably the same little snippet from IMDb was was that loop of the car driving on on the 59th Street Bridge. Like it never changes. Like like the cab never actually right goes 
you know, anywhere. It's just Any stuck further. in this loop. And it, the, the writer of the blurb was like, like a metaphor for the cab drivers in the show. They're just stuck. Yes. <laughs> the skyline never changes. I'm like, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Okay, so first first pick right out of the gate, this was solid. So um, just for your take, looking at it as a 50-something-year-old, looking at this 40-something-year-old TV show, does it hold up, or do you need your rose-tinted glasses? I think it holds up. In fact, I, personally, I'm going to go back and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it again, like at my leisure, without it being a, an assignment. And just right. it's there. It's it's in my queue, and I'll I'll drop in on the guys at the Sunshine Cab Company on the reg <laughs> on the regular from here on out. Right, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. And, and again, um, I, I remember kind of watching this as a kid, not on the regular. We we'd pick it up here and there whenever we could, but it was always good for a laugh. But now looking at it as an adult, this is this is prime sitcom. Yeah. If this came out today, it would be a success. It's just I think it's it would well totally written, work. it's well directed, <clears throat> it's well acted. It's an absolute solid show. I don't I don't need yeah. the 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 film of nostalgia to make me appreciate this. It's just it's fascinating as it is. Yeah. And at the very least, because it is, you know, so very late seventies, early eighties, look at it, you know, like a period piece. Like this is, right. this is, this is our Bridgerton. You know, this is, <laughs> this is Downton Abbey circa 1979. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a snapshot of that, that time. Um, and so yeah, there is a, a hint of nostalgia, obviously. Uh, but overall as, as a body of work, this totally stands up, you know, update Absolutely. some of the update, some of the references and I think this would totally fly in, in 2022. Sure. I, I will admit when um, when I first tracked it down to start doing our homework for this episode, um, the second that theme music kicked in. Right. Like all of it came flooding back. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Now yeah. I remember. You know, yep. that flute triggered everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Like I'm remembering lines and I'm remembering episodes. And like yep. it's, you know. The opening yes. credits of episode one that when I'm sitting down and watching it, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. And right. it's like all of a sudden, all the memories of, of five seasons starts to creep back in. <laughs> and then you, you pick on the episode, you're just like, oh, it's this one. And you right. remember it, you know? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, so good pick. Um, again, chances are really, really good. Not every episode we're going to come away with a winner, but this sure. is a solid, solid pick. Um, again, I even lacking that emotional attachment to it, that I still loved it. It was fun to go back yeah. and watch all of these masters of their craft doing what they're so good at. Yeah, and as you know, again, as early practitioners too, you know, it's like wow, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's another thing, man. How how young everybody looked. Like seeing yeah. that, that first scene where Danny DeVito comes out of the the cage in that first episode, <laughs> like oh my god, you know, could he even like move that fast down those stairs now? Not it without being pushed. Deep. Yeah, <laughs> and Christopher Lloyd, holy shit! You you were he was like. 
like way younger than us now back in that show. Oh yeah. It just, it, it, it's so cool to see him like that. And, and again, my crush for Mary Lou Henner just completely revitalized when she walked out onto the stage. I'm like, Oh, there it is. Yeah. That's, that's, Oh, hello. You (laughs) right. Oh, I remember you lady. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, excellent choice, man. This this was a fun look back at our youth, and 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 again, I could, I probably will too. I'll start watching this again to fill in the gap of all the garbage that's out now. Yeah, right on. Do we want okay. to do the, uh, the the random generator and tease the next episode? Or oh shit, yeah, should we should be surprisable. No, I I love this idea, and that that holds our feet yeah. to the fire too. To right, um, I do got to say, I, I wish I wish I had started watching earlier because I spent like this week like just binging. Oh really? Like the the fourth and fifth season, yeah. Uh, just to kind of get it all <laughs> to get it all in. Um, so I wanted to do, you know, like there's like 24 episodes per season. I'm like, holy crap. Oh, yeah. I, well, I, I forgot. Think I, I like the forgot, final like, count was like 144 episodes. So that's, yeah. What, like 72 hours of homework, dude? Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. So I have the spreadsheet up and I'm going to reapply the random number generator with the fancy F5 button. There we go. Here it comes. This is way duller than I thought it would be. All right, and then music. We sort. You caught me by surprise. We we could have planned this better. Sort sheet by column. And we're sorting. And where will it land? Nobody knows. Yes. Please, no wagering show. Please, no wagering. All for entertainment only. Nine, two, nine, three. So it looks like Gremlins is going to be our May (laughs) May show. Right on. Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe our streak ends at one. I don't know. We may we may agree on this one as well. <laughs> oh, either the agreement streak or the the that's a winner streak. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, okay, I'll tease. I haven't seen that movie in at least ten years. Probably closer to twenty. And and probably about fifteen. I, I think we watched it with with Dill when he was really a kid. okay. So, and again, I I will rewatch it for this show. But if I remember, yeah. my takeaway when I saw it fifteen years ago was, yes, that came out when I was young, yeah. and that was it. So we'll see. It, you know, yeah. it, it, who knows. Who knows? I don't have, yeah, I don't have strong memories of of that either way. I remember it when it came out. We'll see how it goes. 
Oh yeah, I, I was such a gizmo junkie. I mean, I don't, I don't want to ruin everything for me, but yeah, this is one. This is like the anti-taxi. I I was such a yeah. Gremlins junkie when that came really? out, and we we were what like we were fourteen, yeah. and you know it was it was scary animals. It was cute little furry mogwai. It it had all those ingredients that just tap into that early teen. So I yeah. I fucking loved this movie when I was fourteen year old me ate this shit up. That's right. Okay, yeah. Plus it had teenagers on their own in like save the world situations. Very true. Very true. Totally. Yeah, I, I never thought of that too. But yeah, and and I com- when I was a kid, I completely glazed over the. Um, the dead dad and the chimney part of it. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> God. And okay. again, not yeah. to, not to steal main thunder. I need but, to save some of this from, from me. Yeah. But just it's all starting Phoebe to creep Cates. back in. Phoebe Cates. Oh, that's right. She was in that. Oh, she was in that. She was in that. <laughs> you know what? I'm adding to the spreadsheet. Add to the list. Fast times at Ridgemont High. Tab movie. Tab tab Mike. Save. We are gonna watch that shit too. Word. Yes. Okay. So until next month, um, I'll tell you what. Let, let's give these handful of people that are listening some homework too. Message right. us, comment on the website, whatever. Um, tell us what you think we should go back and watch. Something from your youth uh, that you thought was the absolute shit that you're yeah. wondering, does it hold up 40, 50, 60 years later? Yes. Through the Arnhold Eshelman lens. The Arnhold Eshelman lens. That's one pair of glasses I'd never want to wear. Right? (laughs) It's like, would you like to be scared out of your mind while laughing hysterically? Try these on. (laughs) That sounds like a mission for Big Kitty Labs. (laughs) Get on that, Dan. (laughs) All right. So until next time, um, I haven't workshopped any catchy end phrases, so I guess I'll just see everybody next month, and I'll talk to you then, Tom. Take care. All right, man. All right. Later. Yeah.